Blog Talk Radio. What's up, world? This is your man, Nick Eden, and I am here with the talk of the town. I know you're going to dig this. Here's the talk of the town. Thank you to the hometown Martinette in Brooklyn, where Bobby Millett and his orchestra are offering a program of dance music. Right, right into the wing. Hmm. I might be getting that. 
Oh yeah, man, I listened to the album last week. It's pretty good, uh pretty good record. Pretty good record. Okay. Right, um check with uh next week we'll be seeing numbers for boys and men's new album, their first studio album of original material in nine years. This album is called Twenty. Um, it is led by the singles, uh One Up for Love and uh, More Than You Know. More than you ever know, featuring Charlie Wilson. Uh, yeah, the boys are back, man. They're doing it. It's a Walmart exclusive. So the only way that you can get a physical copy of this album is if you go to Walmart and, and purchase it. And I'm not being funny, but isn't Walmart like the only retailer left that still sells music? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Box close to it. You know, yeah. so. Uh, yeah. And there's a few Walmart yeah. still around, you know, the country. Oh, well, mm-hmm. you know. Like oh, yeah. Kmart and some Targets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Target. That's right. Speaking of Kmart and Target, they're they're getting ready to have another uh, another favorite who's getting ready to drop a new album. Lionel Richie. Okay. This is who know this is going to be a little different though. Uh, he's uh he's doing a country duet album. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got a, it, the album is called Tuskegee, which everybody knows Lionel Richie is from Tuskegee, Alabama, in the first place. That's where Commodores were formed. Um, so, yeah, yeah, he's going back to his quote-unquote country roots. Um, he's going to feature 13 duets of his biggest hits, including uh, My Love with Kenny Chesney, um, Easy with Willie Nelson, and Hello with Jennifer Nettles. So that's going to be uh, wow. pretty interesting. I mean, hey, you never know. Uh, Darius Rucker, he's doing pretty well in, in country music right now. You know, so you know they don't seem to have yeah, the shelf like that. Oh yeah, he's definitely going to sell some records. Yeah, yeah, he's going to sell some records. So I mean, it's it's not a question of that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's definitely going to sell some records. You know, honestly, in country music, there's not an age cap that they try to put on. You know R and B music. You know R and B after a certain amount of years, they say, "Oh, well, you too old to this, or you too old to that," which I don't subscribe to. But it is kind of is what it is. So, yeah, he's gonna do well. Um, a lot of black artists tend to do well doing country music. Uh, let's see. Oh, <laughs> they're saying now that Jennifer Hudson and David Otunga are calling off their wedding. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar with David Otunga, uh, he was known as Punk on VH1's hit series, I Love New York. Uh, he ended up uh, meeting and um, dating, I was about to say something else, meeting and dating um, Oscar Award winning actress, singer Jennifer Hudson. And uh, they have a child together, David Otunga Jr. Uh, currently he is a, he's a wrestling star, he's a pro wrestler uh, with uh, World Wrestling Entertainment, the WWE. And um, so now that they're, they're saying the wedding's being called off, uh, you know, just for a few issues, um, he didn't want to sign the prenup. That and this is all alleged. We don't, you know, this is all right. Allegedly, allegedly, he didn't want to sign the prenup that they had in place. Uh, he said there was a couple things wrong with it, and then there's a couple of other issues. You know, she's like very focused on her career right now, and he wants to have more children and everything. So, and, and like I said, you know, this is all allegedly. So. We'll, you know, we'll see how this kind of pans out. On that prenup thing, though, I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I think it might be kind of bad if he said no. I don't know. What do you think? It's just, 
I don't know, man. I, I, I really, I would like to know what's on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be honest, well, but, you I know, mean, me and you both know, you know, what Jennifer is doing, you know what I'm saying? So I really want to know. And then, well, honestly, you know, want to have kids and, to be pretty bad. Because a lot of people yeah. don't realize that he graduated from Harvard School of Law. Thank you. Like a lot of people don't realize that he is—he's an attorney. You know, yeah. um, it has to be wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be something pretty bad for him to be like, "Nah, I'm not—I'm not gonna do that." No. So we'll see yeah. how that works out. Uh, finally, um, you know, on a little more tragic side, finally, the—the um, the autopsy report of Amy Winehouse came out. Now we know uh, earlier this year, Amy Winehouse. Uh, was found dead in her bed, and, you know, they had ruled out illegal drugs as being the reason. She had been to rehab and uh, was trying to change everything around, but it comes to find out that she had well over five times the legal drinking limit in her system, and so it was, her death was due to alcohol poisoning. Wow. Well, yeah. You know, once again, you know, I her family said they're glad that they finally have closure on the matter on, you know, what exactly happened. And, and you know, we definitely yeah. still send out our prayers to her family, you know. They, but uh, apparently she had been on, like, this drinking binge. Um, she had stopped drinking, but then she started back. But, uh, but yeah, so, yeah. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Speaking of uh, overseas, Ryan Leslie. Uh, the singer, producer, songwriter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's being yes. sued for backtracking what? on Million Dollar Award. Yep, yep. About a year ago, um, his MacBook. I remember was that was stolen, and he in Germany, yep. and he offered a million dollar award. Now, initially, it was a twenty thousand dollar award. When he wasn't hearing anything back, he offered a million dollar award. Well, yeah, I remember there that. was a German man who said he was out walking his dog and he saw the MacBook on the ground and he uh, called the police and everything and turned it over to the police. So, apparently he can't get in touch. No emails are being answered between he and Ryan Leslie and he filed suit in Manhattan last week and uh, he is suing him for not paying out the reward. Now, I'm not the hmm. smartest guy on earth. But, Uh, who should leave a MacBook sitting on the ground <laughs> in a park? Right. That you just happen to find while you out walking Toto. Right. Right. And you know, we're gonna see how that works out. You know, we're gonna really see how that works. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of mysterious, man. I mean, come on now, a MacBook. Like how, yeah, like, how do you just, lose your laptop anyway? Like, you know, I can understand like you drop your wallet, you drop the keys somewhere, you drop your cell phone. But a laptop? What was he doing? Well, he said that he left it. He was over there um, performing. He left it in a black Mercedes there, and someone took it out of the Mercedes. My thing is, where the hell is the driver? Thank you. There you go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Go ahead. No, that, that, that's, that's all I'm saying. Anyway, where, 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 where the hell is the drop? But you know that's that's neither here nor there. The point is now, you know, he he hasn't returned the guy's emails, and 
And now the guy's like, well, you know what I'm going to feel like. So, we going to see how that one works out because um, that's, that's going to be very interesting to see. Well, yeah. I tell you what, guys, if you are just tuning in, this is Millman Presents Talk of the Town with Nick Eaton. Tonight, our topic is Diary of an Independent Woman. We're talking about women in the music business. And we're going to be talking about the challenges that they face in the field that's largely dominated by males. Now, for all the young ladies that are aspiring to enter or succeed in the music business, this is definitely the show for you guys. And uh, our special guest lineup includes uh, record executive Yvette Ramirez, who will be in with us a little bit later. Her impressive resume includes working for the Faith Record, as well as being a road manager for Boys and Men, Kiki Wyatt, um, as uh, former Ajet lead singer Mark Nelson, and uh, former Def Jam artist Megan Rochelle. We also have Monique Sharif, who will be coming in tonight. She's going to be talking a little bit about her new project, Life Size Mirror, and just She's overcome a lot of trials and tribulations to get this album out, so we're going to definitely listen to what she has to say tonight. We're getting our grown and sexy on, and we're telling these ladies, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to put out to get in. That's, that's, that's what we're that's trying right. to relate to. What we're going to do is we're going to go on to our first song of the day. Our first song, and y'all know how I am. I love good R&B. I just got this record in my inbox last night, and I know often we promote independent artists, but these guys have been fans for a long time, and I'm glad to see them back. This first record that we're going to play is by Day 26. It's called Made Love Lately. This is the Middleman Presents Talk to the Town with Nick Eaton.
And that was Day 26 with Made Love Lately. You are listening to the Middleman Present Talk of Town with Nick Eden. Now, look, I listened to it about 20 times last night. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> I like it, man. I'm um, I'm actually, since uh, I've been actually working on videos, I'm actually interested to see what they're going to do with the video, if they're actually going to do one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's another thing, guys. If you uh, all you aspiring artists out there and everything, uh, you guys need a video done. I'm, I'm telling you, you need to hit up Al. Go ahead and give him contact him at on Twitter at the Middleman Al. You can also hit him up sure. at we are the Middleman dot Al at gmail dot com. So, all your video needs. Look him up on YouTube. Too easy. Just tuning in. It's myself, Al, and the stick figure um, talking about Diary of an Independent Woman. And we got our guest coming in a little bit later, but what we're going to do is we're going to get into this clip real quick. Um, I, I've been looking, this is a topic we've talked about before, women in the music business, and women just in general in business. You know, some of the things that they have to deal with, um, you know, because it's, a, it's largely dominated by males. So there's a respect factor from everybody, from artists to executives, that women have to struggle for and fight for. You know, they could be just as smart and, and just as business savvy as the next guy, but sometimes they just don't get that same push. So what we're going to do is we're going to get into our very first clip. Okay. Okay, we're ready. All right, we're, we're ready that. for it. Get okay. Yeah. Our very first clip that we're going to play is by an R&B singer by the name of Lady, and she's going to be talking about just in general her take on women in music and what they have to deal with. So, take a look at this first clip. Listen to this first clip. I personally don't like some of the things that I see on television as far as women and how they depict themselves because ultimately you're going to do what you want to do. So, if you're being portrayed that way, I feel it's because you want to be. I try to keep it ladylike as possible, but I'm a free spirit. I do like to express myself in, in many different ways, but there's a line, and I, I choose not to cross that. I'm not going to, you know, get on stage and be dressed like, you know, head to toe and like a robe and, you know, completely covered up, but on the real, you do have to kind of, you know, go with the flow of the industry. You want to make money, or do you want to just, you know, be respected? I'd rather have a little bit of both. So, you know, I, I guess I kind of find a happy medium. Society is developing into a hyper atmosphere. If the sexuality of women continues to be trivialized, what sort of future are we creating? And what kind of legacy are we leaving behind? Will all young female artists have to appeal to the sex symbol role in order to be successful in the industry? domination of the music industry does have an effect on how women are portrayed because they, if they're running it, they're going to put out there what they want to see. I mean, there are some people that, that can escape that, like you got, you just got to be a powerhouse musically. Um, Jill Scott, I would say, is one of those individuals that doesn't necessarily, you know, just scream sex in her, you know, in her appearance, but you listen to some of her songs. She, she's a very, very expressive writer. She, I mean, gosh, she talks about it all. Just go get one of her albums and you know what I'm talking about. But as far as outward appearance and what is put out there, I think she's 
one of the females that kind of like transcends that that stereotype of having to, you know, show yourself or whatever. You know, it's different ways to do it. But I feel like I'm a strong enough individual and I bring enough to the table with my talent and what I know about my craft that I will have, a, you know, a, a tiny bit of say-so. And if, and if that's not the case, then I'm out. You know, I'm, like I said, I'm not going to sell myself short for a buck. Like, I'm not going to do that. I, I, I serve somebody who, who would never want me to do that. So, you know what I mean? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be free. I'm going to express myself. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to be Lisa or Lady. But I'm, I'm not going to take it to an extent that it doesn't need to go. Hmm. Very interesting. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is this whole thing about going with the flow of the industry. And she brought up a very good point. With the men being in control of the music business, they put the images out there that they want to see. Now, I can say that from the aspect of, like, videos and things, they have toned down, you know. But, you know, that's about eight, nine years ago, you know, they just had the women out there with the mm-hmm. T-shirts, and they pouring champagne on them and, and, and hitting them with ice. and all. It was all kind of craziness. They toned down right. on it a little bit. But this whole thing about going with the flow of the industry, I think that's kind of interesting because it's like, what is the flow of the industry right now? Mm-hmm. And see, the thing in which, um, well, I feel like she's saying that, you know, of course, you know, the industry has been changing, like evolving all the time. And um, for women, you know, I see a lot of frustration with them because they don't know what to do. You know, they want to do their own music and their own style of music and be themselves. But it seems like to me that just like how, you know, she was saying in the clip, like you had to present yourself as some type of sex symbol in order to get some type of respect or be some type of gutter or hardcore lady, you know, to get some type of respect. Well, really, you know, I don't want to see that, you know. I mean, you know, just just do good music. And, you know, and just like the guy said, too, you know, that's what is presented in front of them. You are a sex symbol. We want you to be a sex symbol. Just, if you ever seen a movie, Notorious, um, you know, I was just about to say. Put that in Kim's face, you know, as far as him wanting her to be like that. And to me, I feel like um, I'm not trying to blame Lil' Kim or, or B. But it seems like that that that's what started it. Well, okay, let's look at hip hop. Now we know it's been going on in R and B for for years, like I mean years on top of years. But let's look at hip hop. Look at it this way: every and even with all the females that came before them, you know Roxanne Shante, you know uh, mm-hmm. MC Light. Queen Latifah, Salt and Pepper, every female MC that has come out since '96 has been compared to either Foxy or Kim. Right there, you go. Every single one. None of them. Yep. Nobody has been compared to a MC Light or you know people like that. Yep, you're right. Which, and if you look at it, if you look at it. This is one thing, and I'm not trying to take anything away from her. One thing that kind of contributes to the success of Nicki Minaj is the fact that, yes, she was compared to Foxy and Kim, but she also grabbed elements of Salt and Pepper, MC Light, Queen Latifah, The Brat. Like she grabbed elements of all the ones that 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 were doing it too. But she took the 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 sex appeal part 
from Foxy and Kim. Mm-hmm. And right now she's the, the top female in rap music. If you look at it, look yep. at the pressure that women get. Remember when Eve first came out? Eve was hard. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. She was, you know, that, that's what they, they call it, the pit bull in the skirt, first lady of Rough Riders. And just over the years, she just, she sexed it up more and more and more. Look at Trina. She came out on that tip. You know, she came mm-hmm. out like the jump off. And yep. was proud of it, you know. Yep. It's just one of those things where it's just like, okay, we understand sex sales. I get that. I, I, I get it. I get it. However, at what cost? Right, what cost? Look at what it does to these. Look at the respect factor that a lot of these women have to struggle with, and not just on the, not just on the, you know, on the artist side. If you look at the executive side, let's take someone uh, who there's a rumor. It's not a rumor, but there's always this thing going around when a a woman tells you she's a publicist. You know, a lot of people like, oh yeah, she's sleeping with her clients, or she's doing this, she's doing that, she's doing that. You know that. A publicist is a is a you know secret word for mistress or something like that. It's always something crazy like that, and it makes right. it visible. Now I live in Atlanta, Georgia, and I sit up here and I see women on a daily basis who the first thing they'll say you know is oh I'm a publicist. And unfortunately for the women out there who actually have taken the time to make publicity a career for them, you know they get the bad rap right along with the other ones who just say who just say they're publicists. So it's just that respect factor is like that one bad apple spoils the, you know, bunch. Right. Right. And it makes and it hard for the next person that wants to come up and actually get in that position and do that. Exactly. And wants to endure with dignity. It makes it hard for them, man. It does. Uh, it does. And like I said, there are some really, there are a lot. Actually, and the truth of the matter is, most of the women that I know in the music business are drastically more organized than the men. <laughs> they yeah. are drastically more organized with the men, and it's just like... But unfortunately, the guys usually get the rap, you know. If you see a crew, a rap crew, and you see the one female rapper in there, a lot of times they're like, oh, she slept her way in, or this, that. And it's just... It's a lot. Just that respect factor. Now, if you look at it over on the R&B side, it's not as prevalent um, as as it is with rap. However, you know, a lot of times on on the from the inside looking out, a lot of times people will say the same thing. They'll say those same, but it's it's a little bit more it's a little bit more difficult to to say it about the the singers as as opposed to the rappers. Like honestly, nobody's gonna really say, you know, well, Joe Scott must have done this to get to the top of it. But I can't remember a situation where I knew a young lady that was signed to a major label, well, a major independent label, and um, her project kind of stalled. And one of the execs actually had the nerve, and I really can't put the company out like this, so I can't say their name. But one of the execs (laughs) had the nerve to say, oh, well, the only reason her career's not taking off is because she's not sleeping with the right people. Come on, man. Yeah, seriously. You know, and the funny thing is, and I'll say this much, people in who are on their power trips, it can be men and women. But more often than not, a lot of these guys that are doing this are guys that, you know, 
understands their power or, or influence in the music in, industry wouldn't be able to touch these women with a ten foot pole. You know, mm-hmm. so it's just it's just one of those things. It, it's it's cool all over. You know, I remember the guys back in school. Oh yeah, you know, I had this one, I had that one, I had this one, I had this one, and all they had was acne and sore nuts. Right. Right. So, I mean, it's just it, it, it kind of is what it is. We're gonna get into another clip real quick as our our, our guests get ready to come in in just a moment. Uh, actually, before we get to this other clip, we're gonna go into our second song of the day. Um, I've been wanting to play this song since I heard it. Couple of weeks ago, I meant to play last week, but we had such a great show last week, we really didn't get a chance to get into it. Um, this is Anthony Hamilton with his new record, Woo! and that's what the record's called. <laughs> 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 Produced by Babyface. Yeah, a lot of people thought that Babyface had retired. Yeah, man, a lot of people thought Babyface had retired. You know, he wasn't really doing music like that. Which he's got enough mailbox money where he could retire, but. He's back on his thing, you know, doing his thing. So this is Anthony Hamilton with Woo. This is the Middleman Present Talk of the Town with Nick Eaton.
that. I love that record, man. Golly. That was Anthony Hamilton with Woo. Woo. What? Y'all didn't know? Baby say still got it. He ain't lost a step. If you guys are just tuning in to the Middle Represent Talking to Town with Nick Eaton, we are talking about women in the music business. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we got our first guest in. Okay, I think we're having a little technical difficulty. All right, are we back? All right. I hear the music, but I don't hear anybody else. Press one for yes, press two for no. Okay, well, we'll just keep going with it. Uh, guys, if you're just tuning in, if you want to get into this conversation, go ahead and hit us up, 718-508-9972. And as we, we bear with us for just a moment, let's get this uh, technical difficulty cleared up. Okay. Uh, we're going to have to... Um, have a talk with Blog talk about this. Alright. Tell you what we're gonna do. We're gonna go on to our uh third clip of the day. Second clip of the day, sorry. And after that hopefully we'll have this issue resolved. This is Neo and his take on women in the music business. Now let's see if she can sing. So now let's see what kind of song she can sing. I would say that you might need to lose a couple a little lose a pounds. Depending on the kind of music that you're doing. If you're going a Jill Scott route or something like that, do what you want to do. Because that's freedom. That's free that's freedom in that lane. But if you're trying to like I said, you're trying to stand on the same stage as like Beyonce or somebody like that, if you ain't want an Oscar first, then ain't gonna crack. And by that I mean Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson is a big girl, but she won that Oscar <laughs> and then she stood on the same stage as Beyonce. The there's a way you gotta do it if you're gonna do it that way. Well, no, it just really depends on the kind of music that you're trying to do. Jill Scottish type of stuff, Chrisette Michelle, that type of stuff, that neo soulish type of vibe. You can do that all day and say who you are because that audience accepts you for who you are. But these shallow motherfuckers in the pop world, they want you to, they want you to be nice and, and curvy. Beyonce just barely gets by. You have no idea how hard that girl works. Because she's naturally a big girl too. Quiet as kept. Ooh. Man. Strong words from Neo. All right, I think we got it cleared up. We uh, got everybody on the line? Okay. A little bit of technical difficulty still. Well, we're going to try to work through it. Yeah, most definitely. We're going to have to write blog talk a long letter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's all good. At least, I, at least I don't feel like I'm talking to myself anymore. <laughs> yeah, everybody's mic's queued back up. And um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, well, I thought we, I thought I saw Kev walk up, but um, I guess not. But I do see that we have our first guest of the day in. Yeah. And um, 
A little more fact about me is I, I'm a lover of jazz music. And one of my favorite types of jazz music is jazz flute. Now, I've known about this particular young lady for a long time. Been a big fan for a long time. And uh, when I tell you Diary of an Independent Woman suits her very, very well, she's the reason I named this show what it is. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to bring in our first guest of the day, and that is Monet Sharice. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Welcome to Talk of the Town with Nick Eden. Well, thank you for having me, Nick. Well, big, first off, big shout out to uh, George and Russell over at Purpose Music Group. Um, let me tell you, I absolutely love Life Size Mirror. Yeah. You, uh, you you did not disappoint. <laughs> would you please tell everybody? Like when I got the when, when I got the, the press release, about it, would you please tell everybody what you had to go through just to get to this album? Uh, um, I can't really do that in ten minutes, but. This, let's just sum it all up to say it's been a journey and it's been a good one. I will, I will definitely agree. Talk to us a little bit about what we're talking about tonight is Diary of an Independent Woman. And we're talking about women in the music business and the types of things that they have to endure. Now, for you being an independent artist, obviously the workload is just that much double. But from a, just a respect factor among your peers... To just navigating in this business Can you talk a little bit about that And and what are some of the trials and tribulations That you had to deal with I mean I think a lot of a lot of what you go through Is sometimes it's self-generated Sometimes it's people just You know um, I don't know <laughs> I haven't been like Bombarded by a bunch of naysayers Honestly I've been very fortunate That way um, You know it's a little challenging when um, I, I don't know, it, I haven't. I don't have that kind of story. I'm sorry. I don't have that. You know, I, I've been grinding. I work hard. I, I play with people. Um, I sing with people. I've been really blessed in that folks include me. Um, it's it's just my whole perspective on it is 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 not. I don't know. I, I have to re. You have to re ask me that question, and then I'll try to look at it from what you're asking me. Well, let's look. At, let's look at it from this perspective, from the uh, from the aspect of your peers. Um, just to throw a couple of names out there, a couple of your label mates, um, Eric Roberson, um, Anthony Davis. Um, you know, just, just from the aspect of your peers and and the type of things that you have endured. Because honestly, um, a lot of times what I've seen over the years is that women who more often than not are more talented or or more driven than the men have to work. Twice as hard because a lot of times people just don't they don't give them that respect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I hear what you're saying. You yeah, been. you're 100 right. You are 100 right. I mean, women, unfortunately, um, you know, we do have to have to pay attention. Um, I think that much more to everything that we do. I mean, the way we do, what we choose to talk about, how we choose to present ourselves, who we choose to pair ourselves with. Yes, you're right. You're right on that one. You are right. I mean, Eric, I've been really fortunate and extremely blessed to have, you know, had Eric invite me up to jam, you know, with him. And that was just wonderful and a lot of fun. And I'm also a fan, and I'm 
fascinating to me also. So going to, to see them perform is always a lot of fun. You know, and mm-hmm. I think that for for all of us, I mean, each one of us, is, our journey, as you know, is totally different. And, I mean, you're right, we do have to, um, there is a degree of, there is a level of show and prove there. There really is. You're right. You're right. When I sit back, you know, I guess I'm just breathing since my project's out and done and since I've been journeying and, you know, I've made it, so I'm just breathing. I'm not really focusing on those those hurdles, but they have definitely been there. I mean, you do have to let people know that this is your idea and this is where you're going. I mean, when you do get together and work with people, you do have to prepare yourself, um, you know, for 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 folks trying to make you do what they see and what they feel and what they hear. You know, you do have to go through that. You know, and then in terms of writing with people, um, it gets real interesting because you have to deal with people's percentage cuts and, you know, who wants this and who wants that, you know, in terms of what you did. And that's also very interesting. But I'm in a very, um, I'm in a very okay space. And I say just okay because that's all it is. It's like I'm going to quibble over, you know, 10%, 20% here and there. You know what I mean? When it comes mm-hmm. down to, if that's your focus, my focus is I'm going to do a good song, you know, and I want right. to get good product out there. So I'm not going to quibble over something that's not here yet. Let's let's make let's make the baby before we you know start dressing him. You know. Got it. And and you made the baby. Tell us a little bit about your new album, Life Size Narrow. Um, it's it's. It's that journey. It's part of that. It's the end of that journey for the moment. It's the end of that chapter of that journey right now. Um, I, I basically uh, wanted to give a musical uh, rendition of the mirror that I've been looking in, the life-size mirror that I've been looking in, you know. And, and like I keep saying, not to sound so corny, but unless you're alone in your room looking in the mirror, or, you know, you're somewhere where there's no one else around, there's always going to, that mirror is always going to catch other people's reflections. You ever mm-hmm. notice that? Because if you're out or if you're in the bathroom, or you could be anywhere and you just look up and there's somebody looking at you or coming out of somewhere or whatever. And if you have, you know, anybody in your life or family or whatever in your home, you'll see a little face run by or a big face or an older face or something. And you're like, wow, look at all the people who, who, re- who I am a reflection of or who reflect upon me, intentionally or unintentionally, you know. So that's what I sought out um, to do, really. It was like I wanted to take a moment, and I don't know if many people are aware of this, but it's been a seven-year voyage for this full second project. And I just wanted to take a moment and take everything, as much as I could, of what has been embracing me, holding me, um, caressing me, carrying me, um, and give it back musically. Right, gotcha Now One of my favorite songs From the album uh, Seems like it's probably one of the most personal ones And it's free Yeah Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that one That that honestly And I, I wanted to play it tonight Unfortunately our system it, it, We're going to have a long talk with Blog Talk <laughs> In the morning <laughs> Really, But um, I really wanted to play that record Could you tell us a little bit about it um, Free is actually um, mom's song for mom. My mom's name is Alfreda, so they they call her Free for short. So the first thing, and um, I, I paired with CG, who I love, and CG said, "Oh, here I have something I think you know would really work with you." So 
she gave it to me and I started writing on top of it, um, totally instrumental. And he did his thing to it and you know, we went back and forth and we worked together. I enjoyed working with him. He's very, very talented. But it has um it has some nice beats. C G makes nice choices, you know, tasty choices in what he does um rhythmically and quarterly. And I think that the blend between you know, he and I was, was really very nice. Man, I wish I could play it, honestly. <laughs> We got plenty of time. We got plenty more shows, and I'm definitely gonna be playing the record here. But I really wanted to play. I, I absolutely love the record. Let everybody know where they can get the record. Um, oh boy, you can pick up the record well, I'm on iTunes. I'm jamming on Music World. Um, in New York, I'm I'm all over the place. There's like stores all over. I have to actually, you know, I would have to look at my list and tell you where everybody where I am. Um, but you can also check me out on uh, ReverbNation.com You can come visit me at PurposeRecords.com You can come say hi to me on Facebook um, You can see me If anybody wants to actually look at me On YouTube, I'm Monet7 You can follow me On um, Twitter Which is also the same as my Reverb Nation That's Monet, M-O-N-E-T N as in Nancy, Y-C N-Y-C And you know, check me out there um, you can get a sneak peek and listen to me on SoundCloud. Uh, again, just, you know, search out Life Size Mirror and people can hear, can't download it, but you can at least hear it, you know. Right. Uh, Amazon, Dusty Grooves, you can pick me up there. And you can see her with the Damn Good Music Movement also. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I love seeing those emails. Well, I know. we definitely we we appreciate you here. Like I said, I wish we could have played those records now. I was really looking forward to them. But we will be playing them in the upcoming weeks on Talk to Town with Nick Eden. And uh we definitely support your project here, the middlemen, we support you, we support good music. We always want to support sure. good music and you're definitely giving us great projects. Ladies and gentlemen, Monet Sharice, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Thank you. Man. Guys, oh yeah, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. Right, I'm gonna load those records next week. I really want you to hear. We were getting going. We're gonna get going to sex tonight. I'm letting you know. We uh, just in a few minutes. We got our other guest, Ivan uh, Ramirez, coming in. So I want to get back to something that was brought up a little bit earlier. Um, mm-hmm. We talked just a little bit. Didn't get to dwell into it much in terms of women in hip hop. And we talked a little bit about women in R&B. But the executives, the women behind it, not just the publishers, but I'm talking about the A&R executives. There are a lot of women out there in the music business that don't get the credit for the things that they've done. Uh, prime example, uh, Tina Davis. I don't know if you guys are familiar with her. She's a former A&R for Def Jam Records. She actually mm-hmm. created the Def Soul mm-hmm. imprint. Yeah. And... She's responsible. She's currently Chris Brown's manager. Uh, she actually she wanted to sign him to Def Jam around the same time she wanted to sign Neo to Def Jam. And for whatever reason, it didn't work. She ended up leaving Def Jam to manage him full time. And as you can see, you know, I think that was a pretty good move for her. But I do remember uh, speaking with her a couple of years ago. Uh, I met her here in Atlanta, and we talked about just the respect factor and what she had to work for. 
to get where she was. You know, a lot of right. guys they would see her, and especially if she were hired by another male, they would think, oh, the male, you know, he must have slept with her, or, or this or that to, to bring her in. And, and the thing about it is, Fonte Davis is one of the smartest women and one of the most business staff. Skip all that. One of the smartest people and most business savvy people in the music business that still had a hard work ethic. But automatically, women are typecast, if you will, as being, you know, the the the, the side chick to this or or being this or that. Right. We got we do have Kevin Bill. I put down the um, I put down the uh, the stick figure. He over he got a mouthful of uh, ramen noodles. <laughs> but yeah, you ain't yeah, on this night. Wait for him to shoot, y'all. Kev? Yeah, I guess he don't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could look on his face. Yeah, it's all right. Keep it moving, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, um, a little bit earlier, we played a, a clip by mm-hmm. R&B singer Lady, and we just played a clip by um, Neil. I want to replay that clip. I want to replay that clip only because I think it was a couple things that we didn't get in there. So let's replay that clip real quick, and then right after that, we're going to bring in our next guest. Okay? This is Neil talking about women in the music business. Now let's see if she can sing. Now let's see what kind of song she can sing. I would say that you might need to lose a couple, a little, lose a few pounds. Depending on the kind of music that you're doing. If you're going to Jill Scott route or something like that, do what you want to do. Because that's freedom. That's free. That's freedom in that lane. But if you're trying to, like I said, you're trying to stand on the same stage as like Beyonce or somebody like that, if you ain't want an Oscar first, then ain't gonna crack. And by that I mean Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson is a big girl, but she won that Oscar, and then she stood on the same stage. Yeah. It's the way you got to do it if you're gonna do it that way. It just really depends on the kind of music that you're trying to do. Jill Scottish type of stuff, Chrisette Michelle, that type of stuff, that neo soulish type of vibe. You can do that all day and say who you are because that audience accepts you for who you are. But these shallow motherfuckers in the pop world, they want you to, they want you to be nice and, and curvy. Beyonce just barely gets by. You have no idea how hard that girl works. Because she's naturally a big girl too. Quiet as kept. Yep, yep, yep. Mm. Well, interesting, to say the least. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, to say the least. Uh, you did notice uh, what he said in terms of, uh, well, we'll get, we'll get into that in a second. Let's go ahead and bring in our, our, our second guest. We have some great guests coming in tonight, and uh, and this young lady, I'm very pleased that she, was, that she agreed on such short notice to come in and talk to us. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to uh, introduce you to Yvette Ramirez. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? What's going on? <laughs> Welcome to Target Town with Nick Eden. Thank you. Like, I know your schedule was crazy today. Thank you so much for coming in and, and taking a little time to talk with us. Oh, you're welcome. Now, yeah, we are talking about... First off, can you just like give everybody just like a little rundown, just your resume? I, I know it's an extended resume and, and the show is only an hour, but you could just like give us just a little rundown of your resume. A lot of people need to know all these great okay. things you've accomplished in the music business. 
Okay, well, I started out as an artist in 96, signed to Mercury, and then from there I moved on and um, worked behind the scenes. I got a call from LaFace Air Aesthetico and worked there. So I worked with pioneers like Lil Silas and Andre Harrell. And from there I got a call to come and, and manager slash role manager of Boys to Men. So I've done Boys to Men, Megan Rochelle on Def Jam. We did the first Chris Brown tour, um, went overseas, and now I have a management company and record label with one of the hottest senior VPs ever in the industry, Tyvee Terman. And we have two twin 11-year-old rappers called Too Too Cute that we're about to launch um, independently, working with Kenneth Creer. So it's mm-hmm. it's, it's major. <laughs> Uh, Every time I see them, I just be like, oh, <laughs> they're so cute for real, like for real. But they, they're talented. They're, they're talented girls too. Very talented. Seriously, that's like a crazy. First off, you work with one of my top three favorite groups of all time. That's Boys and Men. Yeah. And you work with another little known fact about Nick Eaton. One of the people that you worked with was actually a major inspiration for me pursuing a career in music. And that was Mark Nelson. And a lot of people yes, might not I be did. that familiar with him. Yeah. But he's one of the baddest <laughs> vocalists yes, yes. in the game. Like, I, if you guys remember As Yet, he's the lead singer of As Yet. He was actually originally in Boys to Men. Uh, one of my, I remember when he released the 15 Minutes and the Chocolate Mood album, like, that's it. So I was just like, man. Yeah, Mark yeah, Nelson. I was in management with him on that record. Yep. Big shout out to him. Now, what we're talking about today is we're talking about, this is the diary of an independent woman, and we're talking about women in the music business and the trials and tribulations that they face, you know, coming up in the business. A lot of times, more often than not, women who are just as talented, if not more talented or just as smart, if not smarter than their male counterparts, they have to work extra hard. They have to overcome a lot of obstacles. They have to overcome a lot of stereotypes. Can you talk a little bit about that from your experience? Yeah, well, from being um, actually from Los Angeles and the, most of my career was based in L.A., you know, you, you already have to deal with people looking at you just the way you look, and they don't think, you know, I'm light-skinned or mixed or whatever, that I hold any validity in this business until I open my mouth. And most of the people that I've worked with say, oh, no, she's a pit bull in a skirt. So for me to go on on the road with four men and travel with them, handle all their business by myself, I had to learn how to pick and choose my battles. Sometimes you have to be quiet. Sometimes you got to stand up. But, you know, the thing about it is that I never compromised what I believed in and being able to be articulate and be heard, it, it helped to navigate. People took me serious. You know, because I wasn't there up in people's face that I shouldn't have been in or, you know, coming out of somebody's room or, you know what I'm saying? I was serious and focused about where I wanted to go in the business. I didn't compromise by saying, oh, I got to sleep with this person or I got to, you know, be up in this uh, this other person's face. I, I always knew that if it was going to happen for me, it was going to happen because I was skilled, because I was knowledgeable, because I was persistent. And I had a work ethic that was out of this world. So I established that from the beginning. When you get somebody that manages boys to men to call you 
and personally say, I need you to come and work with me and work with them, that means right. that, you know, people are looking at you, like, very serious. I used to always get, you, you're going to be the next Sylvia Rohn, the next Sylvia Rohn. And I, I, I can appreciate that. I would rather have that type of industry, that type of career and that type of reputation rather than to be looked at as, you know, because I get it too. Do you do videos? No, I don't do videos. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to do? <laughs> Seriously. So, I, I, I have seen that happen. They'll see the, uh, a young lady come up and and she could be very beautiful and they're like, okay, well, the casting is going around on the side. He's like, no, actually, no, I'm the production assistant. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. She, what's so crazy about it is, and, um, it, it, it's funny that you mentioned Sylvia Rome because I, I meant to talk about that a little earlier. Often, when they talk about it in public and they mention names like Sylvia Rome, Mona Scott, uh, Sonia Norwood, you know, there's usually a B word that comes with it. Yeah. I'm not going to say mm-hmm. it because it's a family show. But mm-hmm. it's off, more often than not, the women who won't compromise, they get that title. And it's like, can you win for losing? Because either you're uh, you're considered a slut or you're considered a beast. Yeah, and you know, my thing has been that I think I come from good stock. My mom is she has that charisma where people listen to her and they take her they take her serious. So like I said, the key thing is that I had to pick and choose my battles. And there's a way to be effective in this business without having to be a B and without having to be just uncooperative and hard to deal with. To me, that's not necessary. Everybody wants to win. You know, I'm not going to be a pushover, but I think in, in the way that you, you represent yourself and the way that you approach a situation, that at the end of the day, you get you get resolve and you get solutions as opposed to this big fight. Now, there are times that even in my management career that I've had, to, you know, to flex a little. But, like I said, it's key in picking and choosing your fights. Right. very The funny thing is, um, Cita Lewis, uh, Bush Lewis' daughter, she said the exact same thing about a year ago. Um, We were having a conversation on Facebook. She said the exact, I mean, verbatim, you got to pick and choose those fights. And she said the exact same thing. Some people just want to be difficult for no reason. (laughs) Well, I mean, honestly, in this business, when you hear a man say he's going to be, you know, he's going to do this, you know, they'll give him a certain amount of respect. When it's a woman, they they, they kind of say, oh, well, she's being difficult, or she's being a B, or this, that. And I think at the end of the day, uh, what a lot of people don't realize is that there are a lot more moves made by women than than they get credit for, especially in this business. Like I said, uh, more often than not, she's usually the one that's keeping the ship running pretty tight. Absolutely. Because <laughs> if you if if you like like for me, Lord knows, I I, I try my best, but I'm one of the most unorganized people I know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it's usually the case with guys, especially in the business. Uh, mm-hmm. Real quick, because we're, we're actually getting ready to wrap up in just a second. From an artist standpoint, because you did you like you said you started off as an artist. From the artist standpoint. The pressure for women to conform to these standards by the guys that are sitting behind these desks. What is it like? A lot, and I've seen women cave in under this pressure. I've seen it for myself, and, and honestly, it, it's devastating. 
It is. Is it really worth it? At the end of the day, you you really got to decide whether or not you want to sell your soul or do you want to lay your head down at night and be happy with yourself. You know, and that not only with just females, but just artists, period. You know, it. but for a female, it is hard. You know, and a lot of, I've seen a lot of girls and a lot of women just give up on their dreams because they're just not cut, they're not cut from that cloth. And um, right. all I can say is, is that what's important to you, you just got to make sure you stand firm on it. Stand mm-hmm. firm all right. Now, if anybody wanted to get in touch with you in, in, in terms of your management company, in terms of your label, anything like that, how would they be able to reach you? Um, definitely on Facebook. I canceled my Twitter because Twitter was getting out of control. Now I got to get it back. So I'll I'll post yeah. it on Facebook where my new Twitter will be. But you can also email me at I-L-Y-S-E-N-T, that's I-L-S-E-N-T, E-N-T, at Gmail. All right, and there we go, ladies and gentlemen, Yvette Ramirez. Thank you so much thank for coming you, in. Like man. I said, I know it was short notice. Thank you so much for responding so no. quickly and coming in and, and dropping some knowledge on Taco Town with Nick Eaton. Absolutely. And I need some of those records so we can play them on the show. Okay, definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right, take care. All right. Man. Oh, yeah. Great show tonight. Great show tonight. For all the the ladies out there who are aspiring to get into the music business, who are, you know, who are in, but they're maybe facing something that that they have to make a moral decision on, I hope you paid attention to what both Yvette and Monet said tonight. And I hope you can use them as examples of it can't happen. You can't succeed in this business. Right. You can't succeed in this business without compromising your morals, without compromising your standards. We definitely want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. This Sunday, you got to tune in to the Middleman Talk Show. That's right. 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Central. Hopefully by then, Kevin will stop eating. He'll, he'll have that food out of his mouth. Jim uh, will make it to the studio. Uh, before 9 o'clock And uh, we get this thing rolling Oh yeah, I'm talking about y'all I'm telling you right now Because they talk about me when I'm not here so. Hello man And Kev, always come up in there And never bring anybody anything to eat Man, when I tell you He doesn't bring <laughs> He doesn't never. bring one single One single thing Guys, make sure you bag tune bag in This here. coming Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern 5 p.m. Central, and make sure you tune in next Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, to talk to the town with Nick Eden. Call me Ethan Astro for us, man. If he can find The middle man shouted, Big Crit shouted. Now I ain't sure what you was tuning in to. We'll pay attention to the real talk. What we here for, so take a listen time out. Take a minute, shout in and learn some. Put your mind to grind the world. You destined to earn some. Linda, yeah, comment on what you hear. Let's figure out this master plan and put this thing in gear. Don't matter if you hood or you corporate. Don't get you got a wheel to do way better than you were doing. Well, then you fortunate. Take a stand. Stop complaining about what you ain't got. Hating on the next man because he was dying to wreck shop. 
Every Sunday, tune in, go live, 6 p.m. Blog Talk Radio.com. The middle me. Hey, what's happening? The middle me. Hey, what's happening? The middle me. Hey, what's happening? Blog Talk Radio.com. The middle me. Hey, man. I'm writing a strongly worded letter to Blog Talk in the morning. A big one. But for these technical difficulties. A big one. I hope y'all are listening. I hope y'all are listening. Uh, once again, I want to thank my guests um, for the evening, Monet Cherise, Hubert Ramirez. Big shout-out to uh, George Littlejohn of Herbert's Music Group. Hopefully one day I can get him to uh, hit that number one and give us an interview. He doesn't like doing interviews. I'm just saying that. Yeah, he, he don't like he don't like doing interviews, but, but I'm I'm gonna get him to do it. I guarantee that. I'm gonna get him to do it. Uh, we'll see you guys this Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central. Tune in. Don't call in at the last three minutes of the show. <laughs> oh, Man, yeah. I missed all of it. What happened? What was I talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. We'll see you guys this Sunday, Sunday. and then again right. next Thursday. And we out. Peace.